0: Our Father, who art in heaven. Every time he would make her recite the only prayer she'd been taught, the one they chanted each morning in assembly. Whenever they said it in school now, it made her want to be sick. Flora kept her eyes squeezed shut, knees drawn to her chest. She huddled barefoot against the grimy wall, palms pressed together, clamping her father's moth-eaten teddy bear beneath her arm. She tried hard to think of something nice, something to take her mind off what was happening. Whenever she woke from a bad dream, Daddy always used to come and tuck her in tightly, sit beside her bed. He would stroke her hair, tell her to think happy thoughts, remember something good. A trip to the seaside, a visit to Granny Jean's in the countryside. She loved Granny Jean, with her wispy white hair and twinkling blue eyes. She used to make blackcurrant jam and delicious crusty soda bread, produce fairy cakes with pink icing and little silver balls, especially for Flora. Daddy was her only son, and Flora her only grandchild, and she doted on them. Her little house was neat and tidy, filled with black and white family photos and the sweet, comforting smell of baking. But now she was gone forever. And so was Daddy. It was just Flora and her mum against the world, but more to the point, against Uncle Roger. The thudding of Flora's own heart rang out in her ears, her breaths coming in rapid, short gulps. The panic was getting progressively worse. The cloying smell of mothballs and old shoe leather made her gag. The spiders that grazed her bare arms, cobwebs sticking like candy floss to her unruly hair, feeling like props from an all-too-real ghost train. Shoved in the corner, the huge plastic bucket that Daddy always used to make his home brew in still bore vague traces of hops and yeast. The scent that was once comforting now had only negative associations. Since he had gone, the last two of her seven years had been reduced to varying degrees of daily misery. The bare bulb dangling above Flora's head had long blown. The thin sliver of light that bled through the cracks around the door served as a reminder of what lay beyond— and what, yet again, she was being excluded from. Once, this spot under the stairs had been a favourite hiding place. But that was before. That was in another life. A charmed life. A life where someone like him existed only between the pages of one of her darkest fairy tales. Now, every morning as she reached the foot of the stairs, she'd glance, hollow-eyed in the hallway mirror, then fly past on her way to the kitchen. If she didn't look at the hellhole, she might convince herself it didn't exist, that it was all in her head. The very sight of the yellowing paint peeling from the triangular wooden panel, the loose Bakelite handle, turned her legs to jelly and made her stomach lurch. But worse was its incongruously shiny recent addition. The lock on the outside. In spite of Uncle Roger's total disinterest in helping around the house, He'd been quick to produce his toolkit for this purpose. Hallowed be thy name. Flora could feel the quaver in her throat, her voice barely more than a whisper. Speak up, girl. Gruff sniggering came from the other side of the door. She knew he'd been there the whole time, could almost taste the coarse fibres of the filthy donkey jacket with its leatherette elbow patches, smell the brule cream on his slick back hair, His putrid beer breath. She squeezed the teddy tighter. Please, I need to wait. A throaty guffaw now. (laughs) You haven't finished yet. Thy kingdom come. The tears she'd fought hard to suppress began to flow. It was almost impossible to speak between the sobs. She didn't know how long she'd been in there only that she had barely finished her bedtime hot milk before he'd rolled in, fresh from an afternoon in the pub and keen for some sport.